This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. series on emotional intelligence today and our, this our first podcast of the new year so happy new year to everybody out there and i hope that things are going well for you so far and that your direction and the things that you're focusing on are are going to work out well for you wishing the best absolute best for everybody out there today but as we dive in today i'm going to talk about eq today from a perspective that you might not have expected and it's really really important because uh, i mean everybody's tapping in to social media today right so today i want to talk to you about ux eq and social media you can picture it in a venn diagram if you will and there is an overlap between all three of these. And so I want to spend some time just addressing this to make sure that we're all level set and and giving some people some food for thought that will help everyone that's under the sound of my voice today to get the most out of social media and showing you about this overlap and how embracing EQ can help us to be our absolute best and using the resources that we tap into on social media to the absolute best of our ability and to help optimize who we are and what we do. So, I mean, think about it. I mean, you may not have realized it, folks, but social media has had and is having an absolutely tremendous impact on the world of UX today. Think about it. And I'll I'll rattle off a few social media resources out there, again, to, to help level set us because everybody might not be on the same page. So I wanna help help us make sure that we are on the same page as much as, as humanly possible here today. Here are is a list of social media resources. The ones that I think UX has its biggest presence on and where resources are available, good or bad resources, the resources are available and you'll see why, why I bring everything under that same umbrella in a few moments here. But consider these, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, yes, that is social media, folks, YouTube, Instagram, Slack, people don't even think of Slack as social media, but yes, it is, Reddit, WhatsApp, Pinterest, Medium, Quora, yes, that is social media, so is Stack Exchange as well, when you really look at how it how it operates, Mighty Networks, and some of you might not be familiar with that, but again, it's just, it's another social media resource out there. MeWe, uh, which is popular in certain arenas and not necessarily all, but it's another one you might come across. And then there's Twitch and there's Discord. 
Now, when you think of all these different resources, all these different social media venues, they enable UXers to interact with one another around the world. You can tap into folks that had it not been for social media, think about it. And I believe we talked about this in the show that I did with Eric and Michelle recently. Without that, would we have met? Maybe. Maybe we would have crossed paths at a UX conference or something of that sort. But the way that we've been able to engage, the frequency with which we've been able to engage, it just, it is really, social media has opened doors that otherwise would not have been open. So this is a fantastic, an absolutely fantastic venue that has been made available to us. So important to know. I mean, we can sharpen iron through social media. We can learn from one another on social media. We empower one another. We support one another. There's just a whole host of things, a whole host of benefits that we have access to because of social media. And it has really, when you really think about it, social media has helped to further and advance UX in some way, form, or fashion. Now, that said, these benefits are indeed available. Lots of people have experienced them. But we need to understand today that these benefits are not guaranteed. So enter emotional intelligence or EQ. The benefits of social media, while they are plentiful and they are many, they're only available to us when EQ is embraced, when it's applied, and when it's incorporated. Now, to help make this clear, and I'm going to provide some examples today, let's recap what emotional intelligence is, what EQ really is, looking back at Adele Lynn's model with the five different aspects of emotional intelligence, self-awareness and self-control, empathy, social expertness, personal influence, and mastery of purpose and vision at work. Now, Self-awareness and self-control, this again is about the ability to fully understand one's self and to use that information in managing your emotions in a productive manner. Empathy, absolutely love her definition on empathy, and I think it really helps us to be on the same page, and some people fight against empathy. Empathy is real, folks. It's just the question is, how are you defining it today? And, and she defines it as the ability to understand the perspectives of other people. That's it. Some people like to say being in someone else's shoes. Uh, that's to an extent. Uh, I, I go with that to an extent, but I like this aspect because when you understand someone else's perspectives and you understand their mental models, that's really what empathy is about. When you, when you look at it, that's when empathy really matters. And we're not going to get UX work done without understanding the perspectives of others. So I do embrace and understand that today. Social expertness has to do with the ability to build genuine relationships and bonds and to express caring, concern, and even conflict in, in a healthy way. We can disagree agreeably. It's really important. Personal influence, number four, the ability to positively lead and inspire others. Now, I'll explain that in a little bit, especially that word positively there, as well as even yourself. The ability to be disciplined and, and lead yourself about in a way that is beneficial, that is appropriate, and that is accurate, very important. And number five, mastery of purpose and vision at work, which is really about the ability to bring authenticity 
to your own life and then living out your intentions and living out your values, being true to yourself and doing things the right way. So when you think about these five aspects of EQ as Adele Lynn so eloquently uh, presented that she is by far, again, my favorite author on the subject, my favorite expert. I want you to look at five examples. I'm going to break some of these down a little bit more than others, but it's really, really important that we understand that. Yeah. Facebook's out there. Yeah. Instagram's out there. Yeah. You can get into a Slack group. You can engage with people on social media. You can go around and try to find a mentor in, in UX today, but do you realize that your ability to succeed no matter where you're engaging and no matter what you're doing, emotional intelligence and where you rank, how mature you are is going to determine how successful you're going to be or how much you're going to be able to get from all these different resources. We're not going to get anywhere without having those five factors in place. So let me give you five examples to help make that a bit more practical and to help drive a little bit more understanding about those five things, self-awareness and self-control, empathy, social expertness, personal influence, and mastery of purpose and vision at work. Let's look at some examples so we can understand how these things work and why they're so relevant, why they are so important today. Now, when you have self-awareness, you're in a position because you know yourself, you, you fully understand yourself, And you use that information to guide and to navigate your life, your direction, your trajectory, things of that nature. When you have self-awareness, you're able to recognize how that the information that you partake of, the information that you come across, the information that's presented to you, no matter what the venue is, all that big long list of social media resources, no matter what you hear, what you see at any time, Having self-awareness helps you to recognize how that info that you hear and partake of fits into your life. Where do I insert it? How do I apply myself? Is it accurate? Is it applicable? Is it beneficial? Is this something I need to be concerned about now? Is it something I can put into my hip pocket for later? Having that self-awareness and self-control, that's another part of it, these things are important Because you don't want to discount those things. You don't want to ignore these things. You don't want to say that it's not you when it really is. Because remember, self-awareness, excelling at self-awareness calls for honesty. It calls for ownership. If, If you're lacking in an area, you want to be aware of that. Because if you're not aware or if you're in denial about it or if you deflect when something comes up that sort of shines a light on an area in your life, if you if you don't engage honestly, uh, you're not going to get the benefit, and that means that there's an EQ deficiency. So you want to be aware of that. So you will be able to engage accurately and in a way that is fully beneficial to you as long as you're being honest and that self-awareness is where it needs to be. And then the self-control piece comes into play because as you partake of or hear something that is beneficial, that is important, that you do need, now you can use self-control to apply the information, the accurate information that you have heard to your life in a way that's going to be beneficial. So there you are. EQ is critical to growth and personal maturity in the discipline, among other things. (laughs) So uh, critical to know and understand there. Moving on to empathy. 
when somebody has a perspective that differs from what you've heard in the past, if somebody presents something that's not familiar to you, because this is where the biggest challenge is, so that's why I'm going here, you'll be able to at least, because you've embraced emotional intelligence, because you understand the importance of understanding the perspectives of other people, you will then, you, you'll, you'll be in a position where you're able to take it into consideration and then apply critical thinking instead of taking it at face value and instead of taking the information personally, which is what non-emotionally intelligent people do, and, and you won't respond in a hostile manner, which is also something else that people who have an EQ deficiency tend to do. If somebody brought something up, they're not necessarily putting you down. They're not selling you short. They're not stripping you of who you are. They're not making you less. They're just bringing something up. It's critical to be able to face things so that we can grow. This is critically important, especially in this day and time that we live in because it, it used to be okay to tell people the truth. It's like uh, uh, people, when they hear truth, now they lash out at the mailman, so to speak. The mailman's just delivering the message and you have to deal with what's in the envelope. The mailman didn't have anything to do with that. And so that, that metaphor comes into play here. Uh, people take truth personally and they should not. If it's accurate, live with it, deal with it, apply it, move on. Uh, but it is not emotionally intelligent to poo-poo the thing away. It's not emotionally intelligent uh, to become hostile. It's not emotionally intelligent to pretend that, um, that that elephant, so to speak, that you have to deal with is not in the room. Embrace it, face it. Things aren't over. Your, your career isn't over. It's, just, it's, it's an opportunity to grow. Be grateful for it. Take it and, and move on. So, so that is important today. And, and b- that empathy, it's weird. People don't think of empathy as, as being applicable with these things that I just mentioned, uh, but it is. It, it is part of empathy because, again, it has to do with understanding and embracing the perspectives of others. And sometimes when people tell you something about you that you might not see or know, that is another perspective. And so when you are an empath, you're going to be empathetic with regard to yourself as well. And so being in denial uh, and being dishonest with yourself, not it simply isn't counterproductive. It's not beneficial. So, so empathy is not just something that applies to others. It applies to ourselves. Let's keep that in mind as well. Number three, embracing social expertness will give us the ability and the courage to be genuine. It'll help us to build mutually beneficial relationships. It will even help us to partake of healthy conflict. This this is when we learn how to disagree agreeably, folks. This this is when, uh, as mentioned earlier, this is when if somebody says something and there's a disagreement, you can sit down. Uh, I don't I don't quite get that. That doesn't quite resonate with me. I, I I've seen something different. Just sit down and take a look at it. We are user experience professionals, real user experience professionals. We are basically scientists. So to hear something that might differ from your approach, it's likely to be very, very common. But when that comes along, be the scientist. Be the scientist that's associated with user experience and take time to take a long, critical, honest look at the other side. 
at what someone else is presenting and break it down. And we've said this before. Don't say that you disagree when you don't understand it because you can only disagree with something, truly disagree with something if you understand it. So at least you could understand it. Otherwise, you're engaging in disavowal. Disavowal is an EQ red flag. It means that you have not really given the other person's thought the courtesy of looking at something from a constructive and a critical standpoint. So you just say, I don't agree, but you can't explain why. Uh, that, that, that That's not the EQ way to do things, folks. So, so you want to make sure that you can uh, engage in healthy conflict. You want to make sure that you're building genuine relationships. You want to make sure that you're being honest, which a lot of people are afraid to do because people don't want folks to see the real them. Uh, it takes a lot of courage uh, to be you. So let's keep that in mind. And if you do this, folks, you'll be void of strife, which is really a hot commodity for some reason in, in the UX world today. A lot of people, that's what they do. People accuse me of being a person who is is given to strife, but it's because they read something that I've posted. They apply a tone of voice that is nowhere in my in my persona uh, at all, make assumptions and then they want to fight against it, but really, really, they want to, they want to fight against what I'm saying. But it's really because they don't want to be accountable to it, and they don't want to embrace it. They're not doing what I just mentioned. They're not engaging in that social expertness. Hear what's being said, get an understanding, and then decide what you're going to do. But don't just shoot something down. I don't care what it is. Don't just shoot it down because that's just what you want to do, or you just want to really. You don't want to deal with what somebody is saying that that is a problem. So we don't want to do that. But let, let's even take this a step further. I wanted to spend a little extra time on social expertness today. Social expertness is an area when when you see it's lacking. It it will render several EQ red flags. Uh, uh, I mentioned strife. Now, Strife may arise, but you don't want strife to emanate from you. You don't want to be the one that's actually causing the confusion or being the, the person who is the powder keg in the situation. You don't want to be that. You want to be the person, if you're going to demonstrate EQ, you want to be the person that's tr that has the voice of reason, the one who's trying to bring folks together, trying to help folks achieve an understanding, and give folks the right to disagree with you. That is a very empowering state of mind to be in. If you don't agree, fine. I personally, I welcome that. If you don't agree with me, that's cool. Tell me why. I might learn something. <laughs> but 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 don't just shoot shoot it down. And I'll explain some of the other factors that that play into that in a bit here, sort of indirectly. Uh, don't don't just say you don't you don't agree. That that that's just really sad, folks. So that that's one point. Um, but there's some other things going on in UX today that again, EQ red flag issues here, slander and libel are absolutely off the charts when it comes to UX, EQ and social media. Um, I know people that are regularly attacked. I'm regularly attacked. Um, it, it's just amazing. The things that people do, there was, um, there was, uh, I was recently, nominated to become the UXPA director of education. Um, many of you who were under the sound of my voice knew about that. And I resigned a month later and, and I resigned 
without getting into too much detail because I just don't want to do that because there was a person who attacked me. They claimed that I attacked them. Remember, we're talking about UXEQ and social media, right? The person claimed that I attacked them. I did not. Uh, someone else made a statement about the person teaching a class. I actually shared something about the same. Um, the person that was actually called out by someone else, by more than one person actually, said absolutely nothing to the other individuals. I made a comment. That I didn't even know who the person was. I made a comment because people who are teaching UX who don't know anything about UX, that is not an ethical thing to do from an educational standpoint. And yeah, you listen to this podcast, you know I'm outspoken. I have a problem with that. Uh, as a person who has been an educator longer than I've been a UX practitioner, a person who is about to get a PhD in educational leadership, yes, I am going to speak out if something, if I think something is is contradictory to the ethics and the principles of what we're trying to do. Statements are not personal. Uh, anybody that is highlighted or might be guilty always has the opportunity to take a step back and change what they're doing. Uh, but there's no no vendetta, no strife, no nothing. And we could even talk about it if somebody wanted to talk about it, if I happen to say something that a person is is guilty of, because I'm, it's not a personal statement. I don't have a, a vendetta with anyone. Uh, I, I embrace emotional intelligence, but I'm going to call it out. I'm not going to leave it. I'm not going to do... Uh, what a lot of you extras have done over the years and be silent while things go awry. That That's not ethical to do either. But at any rate, I called it out. The person singled me out, uh, said that I attacked them personally. They claimed that they asked me for input, that they courteously asked me. The person never courteously did anything. <laughs> the person attacked me. Uh, in a passive-aggressive manner, and then wrote a letter to the email to the UXPA that was written under a pseudonym because we found out that the person who the name associated with the email that was sent, the person didn't exist. The person claimed that 12 people agreed with him. These 12 people's identities were never produced. Uh, the the it, was just, it was just a big... Uh, show. It was a big song and dance. And, and that is one of those EQ red flags. When people engage in the slander and the libel and doing things of that sort, this person, I didn't say anything about that person's name. I didn't know who they were. I was talking about people who teach UX that aren't qualified, period. Whoever it is, that's all fine and dandy, but I, I didn't know. Uh, I know the person had, had, uh, was a professor at a university, but I also know that, knew that the person wasn't qualified to do what they did. But I did not go and do a campaign that plastered this person's name anywhere. That's when things get a little dicey. And so the person ended up sending the email to the UXPA. I won't get into some of the details about that because I'm just going to keep that between me and the UXPA. But I did not resign because I was ashamed. I did not feel pressured. I did all of that on my own. It wasn't something I agreed to do, nothing of that sort at all. I decided to do that because I thought it was the best and, and the most critical thing to do, especially in conjunction with the volunteer position. I have a lot on my plate. Didn't, just didn't think that, that, was, that, that it was really a good idea to proceed beyond that. But here's the part that got me. 
it wasn't necessarily what that person did. That is why I'm presenting it here as, as an example here today. The issue is that someone who witnessed that there were, there was a lot of dialogue and a lot of people going back and forth because when you engage on social media and you don't embrace EQ, your attempts to engage with other people are going to go south often. The person attacked me. Someone tried to defend what was done. They also called out the fact that the person that the accusation or the the charges originally came from was never addressed at all. And someone felt that people were wrong. They, they were they felt we were wrong for saying something to him. I never had a conversation with the person. Uh, someone else did. I, I never I never talked to the person at all. Like I said, I, don't, I didn't even know who the person was. But the person decided to, because of an in, a, a engagement they had with one individual and that that conversation supposedly went awry, that that person decided to, and you have every, people have every right to block other folks on social media. That's fine and dandy. That, that's your prerogative, totally your choice. But to turn around and go on social media and to call someone out and claim that they're a quote unquote pack of wild dogs. Here, here's the problem with that, folks. Then we're going to wrap up here today and I'll pick this up next week and we'll finish uh, addressing this. When you call somebody a pack of wild dogs, folks forget, and, and this a lot of this is happening on LinkedIn. Reddit is not a professional uh, uh, UX community there. It, it's, it's, can people see it in your professional network? Yeah, but right now, LinkedIn is the pinnacle professional UX arena for folks of any profession to engage in. And when you put something, someone puts something like this, up on LinkedIn and refer to somebody as a pack of wild dogs, especially when I did nothing that that even called for someone to say something of the sort. But here's the problem. When people engage in slander and libel, there are always people who will just believe what someone says because they're not operating from an EQ best practices perspective. Why would you believe something that somebody else said? Why would you believe something without allowing someone to defend themselves? Why, why would we do something like that? But here's the problem that these things cause with regard to UX and its maturity as a discipline. I am one that stands for the well-being, and I, I use the word defense of the discipline. Call it being apologetic. That's a word that that is brought in in certain arenas where we're looking at the what is UX? What does it stand for? What what are its principles? How should it be practiced? Uh, I stand to help the integrity of the discipline stand pure and stand true. I help educate UX professionals around the globe. I give of my own time to help make sure that people develop in a proper way. I am com committed to UX. And then somebody across the way decides to, and, and, and does it in a matter where, where your name or your persona is completely uh, linked to this, make a statement 
saying that somebody is a pack of wild dogs, especially when you never behaved in a way that would be reflective of a quote unquote pack of wild dogs. This kind of behavior is detrimental to the discipline at large. And I'll tell you, there are folks that I see in UX, I very seldom call someone out by name because I feel that critical thinking, if you apply critical thinking, if somebody's doing something that's not beneficial, there's a time to mention a name. There's a time, there's a place, and there's a way to do it. But under no circumstances is it in order to engage in slander or libel. It is harmful to an individual. The people who do it don't realize that it's harmful to them as individuals because they're making themselves look bad in professional arenas. You, they can damage the professional well-being of the individuals that are, that are being called out. But most importantly, folks, it hurts the discipline. When you come against somebody who is set for the well-being of this discipline that we love and that many of us are dedicated to, it hurts the discipline. And to see people call somebody a pack of wild dogs and then engage in a way that is supposedly where they're supposed to trying to do things to help the discipline, you can't shoot down the discipline on one hand and build the discipline on the other. There needs to be an awakening, folks. I, I have been talking about how EQ is important to UX because it helps us to manage uh, with the work that we do. It helps us to build relationships with stakeholders, with clients, with other UX team members. It, it is such, uh, it's the glue. You can have all the wireframes, all the prototypes, all the design systems, everything else, name everything else associated with UX. But if you remove EQ from what we're doing, folks, we fall apart. We will not stand. And so I, I, I implore you today, as we're going to wrap up here, I, I thought I could get through all of this today, but uh, when I got into that example, I realized, no, we're, I'm not going to extend this. We'll just, we'll just finish it next week. But, but I, I implore you today, really embrace the challenge of building up your EQ. You, you can start it at any time. If you never paid attention to EQ, you never even given it any thought. That's okay. You can start focusing on EQ and your UX career now, in your path now. Build yourself up. There are fantastic books on the market. Go and buy the book by Adele Lynn, A-D-E-L-E. -E. Last name is Lynn, L-Y-N-N. You'll get it up on Amazon or wherever you like to buy books. Start to dive in. Start to build yourself because we, we there needs to be an awakening among us today. There really needs to be an awakening. We are at risk as a discipline today because EQ is ignored. That's where we are. I heard somebody say recently, shout out to Ray, that it's a societal problem. It is. It definitely is. I, I want people to challenge. If you, if you embrace EQ at a personal level or, at the, or even at the UX level, one is going to creep into the other. And if we could get more people to do this, we'd be so much better off today. And a lot of the things that many of us are experiencing, the injustices that many of us are experiencing in UX spaces, these things, folks, they just wouldn't be, or at least we could get them down to a bare minimum. But let's not engage in slander and libel today, folks. It simply is not the way to operate. And I think we could all agree with that. But let's see where we go. 
from here. I, I reach a few people with this and we go from there. But folks, that's all the time we have for today. We're not going to extend this time anymore. Uh, thanks again for joining me on today. Again, happy new year to everybody out there and join us again next week as we finish talking about UX, EQ and social media. Until then, this is Darren Hood, the host of the world of UX. Happy UXing, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.